Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Build Your Network, episode 57. Hey, this is Joel Brown from AddictedToSuccess.com, and if you are all about living a fulfilled and highly successful life, make sure you check out my man, Travis Chappell, on the Build Your Network podcast. Hit subscribe right now. Don't delay. Get into it because this is a great podcast that is going to empower your life for more. You have the ambition, the knowledge, and the experience, but still lack those relationships necessary for achieving true success. Welcome to Build Your Network, your guide to growing your inner circle, increasing your influence, and assisting others in reaching their goals. This is networking the way it should be, brought to you by your host, Travis Chappell. What is up and welcome to the one and only show that brings you tips and tricks on networking from the best experts around three days a week. Although they may not all be in the same field, every guest that comes on the show has one very important thing in common. They believe, as I do, that building relationships is crucial to achieving success in life. I cannot wait to introduce you to today's guest, but first... If you're listening to this, then there's a good chance that you're serious about building your network. If that's you, and only if you're serious, you should definitely check out my Facebook group, Build Your Network Beta. If you want more personal engagement, proven connection strategies and tactics, and some awesome giveaways like shopping sprees, beats, headphones, et cetera, et cetera, then head on over to byn.media forward slash FB to join the group, or you can search Facebook groups for Build Your Network Beta and join there. And once you do, please be sure to introduce yourself and say what's up, and I will catch you there.
And now let's go ahead and chat with today's guest, Joel Brown. Joel is a digital leadership expert, founder of addictedtosuccess.com, and featured star of the Thinking Grow Rich movie. With a longtime passion for entrepreneurship, self-development, and success, Joel started his website with the intention of educating and inspiring like-minded people all over the world to always strive for success no matter what their circumstances. His passion for what he does shows through the continual growth of the Addicted to Success community as he is reached over 136 million worldwide views in just under six and a half years. Joel, thanks so much for coming to the show today, man. Why don't you go ahead and expound a little bit on that intro and then tell us more about yourself. Oh, mate, thanks a million for having me here. I'm excited to, to share my advice with the audience. And I know you've reached out to me a few times and really wanted to get on a podcast with me and, and to really connect. And you know, one of the things that I, I just want to just acknowledge is the fact that you're relentless in your pursuit. And I think that's a really key thing for so many people that are sitting on their hands now and playing small. So thank you for reaching out, man, first and foremost. When it comes to the, I guess, the introduction, what I'm excited about right now, what I'm really looking forward to is the new Think and Grow Rich movie that's coming out. It's going to be out in just over a week from now. Okay. And it's a very inspirational movie. I was surprised when I saw it. I didn't know what to expect. I sat down and, and filmed for it and did the whole interview part. And they just pieced it together so well. And it blew so many people away. So I'm excited for that to come out. I'm working on my book right now. You know, I get to travel the world and live a, a life that I feel I'm so blessed with. And I don't take it for granted, man. I'm all about giving back and serving at the highest level possible. Yeah, and I can second that too. I was actually at the Think and Grow Rich premiere, so I saw the whole thing. And the main reason I was there, obviously, as you can tell with the theme of the podcast, was just to meet people and build relationships because that's what I'm all about. But the movie actually yeah. surprised me because I was it was really good. It was really well done. It was way better than I thought it was going to be even. And so it's interesting to hear the perspective of somebody that was in it that felt kind of the same way. So, But uh, <laughs> I, yeah, definitely, definitely right. be on the lookout for that. If you're listening to this, be on the lookout for that movie. If you have or have not read the book, Either way, it's still a good idea to get your hands on a copy of that movie. Yeah. But anyway, Joel, I know you and I were talking a little bit about getting into like the real actual content about shows because there's so many people out there that will just start talking about the stereotypical stories and all that kind of stuff. So I really want to dive right. into that with you. Uh, for, first of all, before we get into this, how old are you? 30 years old. 30 years old. So you've been starting, you started this when you were like little 23, 24 years old? 23 years old. Yeah. 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 So awesome. just, it's actually, I think what you read was probably six and a half. So we're on to nearly, we're pretty much seven years, seven and a half years now. Okay. I've been digging deep into self-development for most of my life, but really building addicted to success out for the last seven years. So talk to me about your self-development journey. So what I mean by that is I feel like there's a big difference between professional personal development and personal development, like the, you, who you are as a person, meaning like you can read a ton of business books and grow your business, but then you might just be completely right. empty on the inside or completely hollow and just emotionless and all these kind of things. Can you kind of talk to me about like, was that a transition for you? Like, was it, was it difficult for you to be like, Hey, look, I need to make sure that I'm not only just pushing forward my business, but I'm making sure that I'm fulfilled, that I've have a purpose and all that kind of stuff along the way. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because I feel like when I look back at the last seven years with Addicted to Success and then I go a little bit further than that and kind of look at when I was seven years old and I was introduced to the idea of, uh, I mean, I watched the movie Space Jam with Michael Jordan and Bugs Bunny, right? And I remember being so inspired to chase my dreams. 
And I think I had that real kind of no limit mindset at that point in time. And I trace it back to then and just see what I was holding at that point in time. I feel like I really embraced the idea of like anything is possible. Like if I saw that somebody else was able to do it, Mm -hmm. then I was like, well, there's no excuses. If someone did it or a number of people have done it, then of course I can do it. Right. Why can't I? Right. Mm -hmm. And I've held that like my whole life. And, you know, I'm a human being like everyone else. And I have my times where I do have my doubts and I'm faced with challenges and I have that feeling like I want to give up. But I think what is more important is not giving up, right? Is is not dropping the ball and making your dreams bigger than your excuses. My vision shadows my fears. My vision is so exciting and so huge and I'm so in it and so juicy and colorful as I, I just don't want to give up on my vision because it's just it's like imagine walking through a desert and you are dehydrated, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely dehydrated. You feel like you need water to survive. And you look out and you see this mountain. It's a good, could be five miles away. And you can see a waterfall running off it. Would you take your eye off the prize? Would you go, screw this, I can't do it, I'm giving up, right? No, you're going to walk towards that mountain. You see life and you see there's just so much there. You know, I would often look at what other people had achieved. And I never saw it as like a thing of, I guess I never came from jealousy and envy. I came from a place of that's so awesome. That's Mm. amazing to be able to do that. I want to find out how to do that too. I had this curiosity about me ever since I was a a young kid and I still have that in my business today. I have it in in the marketing that we do. I have it in leadership training. I have it in my online training. Everything that I bring to the table all has this curiosity to it and I'm forever a student in the student chair and my vision is that mountain with the life coming out of it and I'm constantly like, let's go there. Let's go there. You know, so, so would you say vision yeah. and purpose are the same thing or different things? Do they coincide? What's your view on that? They are different. Your vision is what you see as possible, right? Your purpose is the thing that gives your life meaning. It's the value that you hold. What you see as possible isn't the value that you hold. It can become that, right? Mm-hmm. But that's like the the purpose is more of the forever ongoing thing. The vision is the thing that is ongoing, but you're always working towards it. Whereas your purpose is constantly being fulfilled, right? You're constantly going into it. It's that endless, exciting pit where you're continuing to expand in. And the vision, even in itself, like I let the vision guide me to a point where I also need to fill into the purpose that I've been given to. So I don't solely just rely on the vision to make sense for my purpose. I'm in it every day working within the purpose so that it feeds the vision. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented 
with quality candidates, like, like, like hiring a, a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is uh, the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is, is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. So would you say your vision's more your what, like what you're trying to get done and your purpose is more your why? Would that be a- 100%. Okay. 100%. So talking about that then, what do you think your why is? What do you think your purpose is for doing all of this? I know the thing is you're 30 years old. You've made a lot of money. You travel. You get to do what you want. Why keep doing it? If it's something that you've already done, then why keep going? Such a great question. I believe that I'm a lighthouse of hope. I believe that when people are in troubled waters, I can point them in the direction of like, hey, I know you're going through this right now, but check this out. And that's the reason why Addicted to Success has done so well. It's because it has this formula behind it that is inspiring. People want to feel like there's something to look forward to in life. Hmm. People want that faith and that hope. They want to have that thing to look forward to. And I believe that I'm really here to point people in the direction of here's your hope. Yeah. Obviously, you would say that that's something that is a fulfilling purpose, right? So why do you think that there are so many people out there that will literally go their entire life and not really figure out what that is for them, not really figure out why they're here or that there is a purpose or to help other people? Like, why do you think that is? Why do you think that some people like you catch it really early on and fulfill it immediately and then keep working and pushing and working and pushing toward it? And then some people can just be okay with like, yeah, whatever. I don't really know what I'm doing here. You know, I think it has a, there's a level of maturity in following your purpose. I think with your purpose, it's going, I see the skills and the gifts that I have been given and I've been blessed with. Mm-hmm. And I know that this isn't just about me. It's being submissive to a higher calling. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are in that place where they're ready to submit to the higher calling. They're like, I want it for me. I want it for me. I want it for me. I want the money. I want the material. And I'm not saying that that's like the wrong thing. I think mm-hmm. that like you have to go through those stages. I believe that when I started addicted to success, a good 50% of the pool that was going on for me was the fact that I needed to make money to get out of my nine to five job. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was a step in my life. And I think right. we're always walking to that next step, next step. Well, yeah, Some people stand go. still. Exactly. You got to, so, you got to fill your bucket before you try to dump it in other people's buckets. You know what I mean? Like you got to, yeah, you got to take care of yourself. But I understand the same time that your long-term, your vision was at that point helping you figure out what you need to do today. Like what do I need to do today? to fulfill? So right now, fulfilling your vision might just be like, I got to work on my book or I got to take this, speak at this event or put out this video content or something. But back then it was like, well, to fulfill my vision of one day being able to do that, I got to make sure that I can make some money so that my bills are paid when I quit my nine to five next month. (laughs) Exactly. Well, and this is the thing too, your vision gives you intention. 
it disciplines you it points you in the right direction it becomes essentially i mean i always say like your values are your compass in life right your values are your compass and your vision is like you're taking off and your landing strip your tarmac for your destiny and that's really what it is it's like that now you have a game plan now you know which direction you're going in you're not going to know about like let's say use a plane as an analogy it's like you're ready to take off you're going to this destination you don't know the turbulence that's about to come you can kind of have an idea and forecast Mm -hmm. but as you get closer then you start to recognize okay this is showing up but you just get you get better and better at it and i think that a lot of people aren't living with intention in their life a lot of them are just they're like a pinball in a pinball machine just getting bounced around yeah and 95% 95% of our thoughts are the same as the day before. I mean, that's crazy. I was speaking with Bruce Lipton on my podcast, and I asked Bruce, I'm like, well, what do you think, Bruce, would happen if we were intentional about our thoughts and were more conscious to the point where we could even lift the bar by 5%? And he said, Joe, you would double your impact, you double your income, you double your network. You do-. He said everything would double wow. because we only think – on average, I say on average because at times it fluctuates, right? But on average, only 5% new thoughts and are guided by like 5% through our conscious, 95% through our subconscious. So I believe that when you're really intentional, when you're mapping your vision, you've created that clarity in your life and you have that thing that you're excited for, now you start tapping more into like, you're, now you're teaching your subconscious, hey, I need to be guided in this direction now. Yeah, A lot teaching of people talk about how the to law. think. Right. Instead right. of just letting thoughts come to you and then acting based on those thoughts, it's acting and then creating the thoughts that you want to be thinking even when you're not doing it consciously. Right? For sure. And a lot of people talk about like the law of attraction and I mean I see it. I'm more of a fan of the law of intention. Getting up and actually like having a strategy and committing to that strategy. Hmm. Someone asked me recently in an interview what's your definition of success? And I said, well, I believe that my definition, my subjective personal opinion of of success, everyone's is different, but mine is to live in your potential as often as possible. Hmm. If I'm living in my potential, I'm feeling fulfilled because I feel like I'm stepping into what I'm called to do, right? And so how do you do that? There's another element that needs to be brought into that, and that element is discipline. Hmm. How do you find discipline? Well, if you have a vision, a strategy, a game plan, it disciplines you because you start saying no to the wrong things and yes to the right things Hmm. like i remember when i got so crystal clear on my vision and knew my values and my values were injected into my vision and i was sticking to the beliefs that i had to hold the empowering beliefs and the habits i had all the habits installed i had the skills that i needed to acquire to live out this vision and when someone came to me and said hey joel do you want to do this business deal i had six-figure deals coming to me and i was like nope (laughs) <laughs> no thanks and i'm saying you know i'm lucky i'm blessed to be in a place of like being able to right, say that because right. seven years ago i would have probably taken it because i needed the money but now i yep. don't right so i would say no and the reason why i'd say no is because i check in first on my vision yeah yeah and, and I think now that's super important place, though what you're talking about because i think if you're listening you didn't catch this then pay attention because this is something that i'm definitely learning right now that is just so key so it started with the vision right? So you're saying like, once you get clear, once you seek clarity and get clear on what your vision is, then that's going to allow you to have the discipline to say yes to certain things and no to certain things. And then ultimately what matters to me, the biggest difference between somebody who is successful and not successful is the creation of good or bad habits. And 
discipline is what allows us to create habits in life. And so if your vision isn't clear, then your discipline isn't going to be as engaged. And then the habits that you'll be forming are bad habits. Cause we all form habits. That's the yeah. thing is like, that's something I've been really realizing is that before I was like, well, I just don't really form any habits. I just kind of go throughout my day and whatever happens happens, but that's a habit. Like everything that you do is on a daily basis. It's based on a habit that you've been forming for who knows how long. So if you don't have a clear vision that allows you to discipline yourself to have good habits, then you're going to have bad habits. And if you have bad habits, you're not yeah. going to fulfill the potential that you have in life. Right. I mean, habits are the energy bolts of action that we take consistently each day to get us closer to success. And like, honestly, man, the journey to success is really unsexy it's really uncool like when you think about it just yeah. the swinging the axe at the tree each and every day and coming back with just one swing and then go back mm -hmm. the next day one more swing eventually that tree is going to fall down right 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 but so many people don't see that they just see like oh i have to have the result right now exactly uh, and i just never really thought that way man i always found like i think give yourself a chance and commit to something that may be a one year or a two year project and don't give up right yeah. start there start on that yeah and then once you've gotten through that you then teach yourself it's not even about like achieving that thing but you teach yourself that you can commit to something and make something happen right and like i i mean i did that at a young age i'm blessed i did it at a young age and i did it again and i did it again and it just became easy i'm right. always looking for new challenges man i'm looking for that next challenge because once you conquer that mountain everything else behind it is easy because you've already done it, right. right? So I'm like, where's the big amount and what's next? Yeah, and to take that yeah. macro, what you're just talking about, make it really micro here. Just as an example, what, what you were talking about when we first started the show is how many times I reached out to you before it was like, all right, man, all right, like, yeah, let's, let's put it on the schedule, let's get it done, you know? And I have probably, yeah. literally, Joel, like four or five of those conversations that I was having with you going on with other influencers who I really wanna try to get on my show. And that I've reached out to four, five, six plus times. And, you know, I'm never a jerk about it. I'm not going to be like insanely annoying. I try to offer some value when I can. I say, hey, no worries. I understand you're busy. But at the same time, to be able to like just keep doing that and expecting the result to happen, sometimes it's just not going to happen. Like some people are just going to tell you no. But, not caring and then moving on to the next thing is so crucial, even just on a micro level. So taking that onto a macro level right. and, and looking at it on a one, two, three, four, five year goal that, of, that you have, it's just crazy how soon people just give up. You know, they try once and it's like, right, well, that right. didn't work. You know, it's like, well, of course it didn't work. You didn't even know what you were doing. You know, like you never put in the work to figure out how to do it to begin with. <laughs> of course exactly. it didn't work. Travis, I gotta say, I feel a little bit disappointed, man, because I felt really special you reaching out to me that many times. I thought <laughs> you know, I was the only one. Now I'm playing. <laughs> you, know, you know, I hesitated to tell you that because I, <laughs> that's how that's I so felt funny. about it. But yeah, no, I literally got like, the thing is, I'm trying to basically curate the best possible content for my show that I can get for the people that listen because I appreciate every single one of them so much. So I just want the best of the best of the best. And so when I'm going after these people like you, like you're a busy guy, you got a lot of stuff going on. You have over 100 million views on your YouTube videos for success and stuff. So I obviously knew coming into it, it wasn't going to be like a one and done thing. Like, Hey, can you be my podcast? And it was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. When, yeah. Do you want to do it right now? Like that's not, I obviously didn't know that that was going to happen coming into it. So you just have to have the right mindset of like, Hey, look, there's, I either get a win or I get an opportunity to learn. And then when I get the opportunity to learn, I figure out how to make it happen the next time. Right. Well, I mean, I, I reached out to Tony Robbins 10 times mm. before I had a yes. 
and he canceled twice because things showed up and I actually thought it wasn't going to happen, but I just kept going anyway. And yeah. eventually Tony, and this is the thing too, you leverage from one thing to another. Once you get one guest on that has a, a big enough name, then you can get someone else to say yes. And then someone else to say yes to the point where, you know, on mine, I got like Jack Canfield, Les Brown, Tony Robbins, Deepak Chopra, Gary. It became easier and easier for me to get these guys to jump on the show because they could see, oh, my buddy's on there too. It must right. be good. Right. And then a lot so, of those people obviously have fantastic circles. So then you get them to say yeah. yes, and then they're happy for it. They'll promote the show, and then they may introduce you to somebody, and all you got to do is ask and just say, hey, do you have anybody that you think I should know? And then they introduce you to somebody, and then it just keeps right. compounding on itself because you didn't give up on 10 times reaching out to Tony Robbins, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I know we could talk about mindset and purpose and all that kind of stuff. And I, you talk about mindset a lot in the Think and Grow Rich uh, film. So that's why I didn't want to take a deep dive into mindset and all that kind of stuff. I want to talk a little bit more about purpose and vision than mindset. But if you want to know how Joel feels about mindset, go pick up a copy of Think and Grow Rich, the film that's going to come out, in, like he said, the next week or so. Pick up a copy and, and check that out. And you'll find out a lot what he has to say about mindset. Plus, he's all over YouTube. So go look at that. But now we're going to kind of shift the conversation here, Joel, and talk specifically about building those relationships. So we've kind of started talking about that as far as like reaching out to influencers and, and how it's worked for both of us. But I want to ask you this question to get the conversation going. It's one I ask everybody that comes on the show. Do you believe that what you know or who you know is more important and why? That is an interesting question because what you know is more of a cognitive understanding. I think there are three levels to learning. Mm -hmm. The first level is knowledge. It's going and picking up the book or listening to the podcast or watching the video, right? Or going to Addicted to Success and reading the article. That's easy. Anyone can do that, right? That's knowledge, yeah. okay? Second level is understanding. And that's when you've read it and you've gone, okay, I have my head around this. And you can go and teach maybe a classroom of people that and they all get it. They're like, oh, okay, he's explaining it in a good way. Now, the third level, which is the ultimate level of learning is wisdom. Hmm. And the only way you can gain wisdom is through knowledge that's applied, hmm. okay? Knowledge and understanding applied. And so I think a lot of people nowadays are out there teaching things, but they haven't actually lived it. And so, so I would true. say that that there needs over. to come with, it. right, right. Everywhere, man. It's like, all Oh, over. I took this one course and now like I'm an expert at it. It's no like, <laughs> dude, I've been in the game and with addicted to success for seven years and written over 700 articles spoken around the world. All those. I am still in a place where I'm like, dude, I'm the student. Like I haven't even right. mastered it yet. Like 10 years. I haven't even hit, I haven't even hit the 10,000 hours, 10 year mastery right, or whatever right. you call it. I'm still below that, right? I'm still working towards it and I'm totally cool with that. So that's the, the like the, the what you know, I really believe it needs to be really defined by like how much wisdom have you acquired, okay. which is that living in truth and the only way you gain truth is through experience, right? Okay. And then the who you know, well, you need to know the right people. Yeah. And what I mean by the right people is, are you around people that have similar values to you? Do they get your vision? Can you clearly convey your vision to them so that they know how they can support you. And in turn, can you deliver value to them too in return? When that happens, it becomes that you become this like super tight network. I used to want to be friends with everybody, man. I used to just like I had lots of followers. We got two and a half million followers. To be honest, I probably only know like personally like 2,000 of them. Hmm. Like personally, like had good conversations, know right. who they are, probably mm -hmm. I'm on my phone. I no longer want to have millions of friends. I want to have a very tight circle of people, but a really deep relationship with all of them. Right. 
Right. Which so, is way more powerful. So I'm going to put your feet to the fire here and make you choose one. So let's assume what you know is talking about applied knowledge. And let's assume what you know, we're talking about wisdom. And then who you know is the relationships that you've built. Can you say that like, hey, look, if you're going to double down on something in 2018, would you say double down on gaining wisdom? Or would you say double down on building deep, genuine relationships with good people? Which one of those breeds more hate, of the other one? I hate this question. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, yeah, I see the major benefit in both. And also, you've got to remember that I built Addicted to Success by myself for many years before I brought the team on. Hmm. I've been kind of the self-reliant lone soldier, lone wolf for a while. So I know that I can do that. Right. But what I want to say to that is that I can go even further with my team. I can go even further with a great network. Hmm. So asking me of where I am now, I would say now it's time for me to go further with a strong tribe, a strong network and, and great relationships because that's all, right. all that's really like left. I've done as right. much as I can by myself and I can keep doing it at that pace, but now it's time to really amp up with a tight, tight uh, circle. Right, right. And that's exactly what I was kind of pushing for was basically to get you to, to the point where you're just like, you know what, like now that I'm thinking about it, I think that bottom line, it just it's kind of come down to relationships. That's yeah. the reason I asked that question, because both are important. You know, you can't argue that, you know, both are important. But I think that who you know, will ultimately allow you to cultivate more knowledge, more wisdom, like more application, because the people that you're around will push you to be the person who you are, regardless of in which direction, if they're good influences, bad influences, whatever it might be, you're going to be the average of those people that you hang out with. So that's right. why I always ask that question. Cause I want people to think about, you know, like, you know, well, it's both. Okay. Well, I understand that it is like both are important. They're both very important because if you know a bunch of people, but you don't know anything, then you don't have any credibility and you're not gonna get anything accomplished. But if you yeah. have a bunch of knowledge, it's difficult to get that out to the world without knowing anybody. And there's, you know, lots of professors who are insanely smart and have 48 PhDs, you know, but they're still making like 40 grand or 70 grand a year or something like teaching at a university uh, yeah. and have no influence beyond that and are spinning their wheels and, and that kind of a thing. I think both of them will breed the other one, but I think who you know will breed what you know faster than what you know would breed who you know. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Totally. The other thing I'd say just to add to that too would be that you know, I have met a lot of people with, you know, high education mm -hmm. under their tool belt, but they can deal with the external things. They have an external understanding, but the internal, their life is in turmoil because their internal is no good. Yeah. Like they have a doctorate in something, but they're working a really like low end like position and they're unhappy with their life or they go home and they feel terrible and that, you know, because mm -hmm. they haven't worked on the internal. I would say you, we'd have to define like, you know, what's your external like understanding and then what's the internal too, because I mean, that's the self-development, right? Yeah. There's a difference too, when it comes to like speakers and coaches and we see them all the time online, mm -hmm. there's a difference between like an informational coach or an yeah. educational coach compared to a transformational coach. Like transformational understands both, understands the internal and the external, whereas sometimes the informational or educational would just understand the external textbook things and this right. is the strategy. And that. So I'm good at the external a lot and like I have my grasp on some internal, but I think for the rest of my life, I'm forever going to be learning more about the internal as well. And I think that that really will take you to that next level. Right. I think that is what's going to ultimately make the biggest difference because 
the external, like you're saying, like you, you've been a student for the past seven or eight years. And so being a student for something, I understand in the, in the grand scheme of things, like seven or eight years compared to the scope of your life isn't a long time, but I mean, seven, eight years is, is a long time to be doing something. And so you've gained a lot of knowledge and a lot of wisdom from all that type of stuff, but you can only gain so much internal wisdom from stuff like that. You know, like I feel like the external wisdom is easier to learn about and apply than the internal stuff. And so I think that's comes with more just like just doing it and getting, you know, in the nitty gritty with people and figuring out what's going on on the inside. And it is more of a one-on-one -on -one right. type of a, let's work through this type thing instead of a boilerplate answers of like, well, you just need to wake up at six o'clock and like, you know, <laughs> meditate and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> Some of that stuff's deflection too. You got to be careful with the deflection instead of facing what's going on. Honestly, man, I've had a lot of life shapers. I've been, you know, bashed and bullied. I've been cheated on. I've gone through challenges within my business, financial issues. You know, years ago, I, I was stuck in the middle of a transition with my career and everyone was against me and thought I was crazy. I left the music industry. Like there's, a, I've gone through a lot of life shapers mm -hmm. and they're the things, to be honest, that really, like really brought the biggest and best out of me and taught me how to overcome some pretty crazy obstacles. You get paid based off how much conflict you can face and break through. That's yeah. essentially what it is. You look in the corporate world, whoever can work their way up the ladder and face more conflict are usually getting the ones getting the promotion. If they can handle the conflict, they get the promotion. The, these people that get called in for big million dollar contracts and that, they're not getting called in just because of a status or they're, they're like, they look good. They're getting called in because they're, they're about to face a bunch of conflict. Right. And I just like in my life, it's like I, I'm pursuing to how much conflict can I face and how much of it can I break through so that I can be a person of value that can then uphold, you know, bigger businesses, bigger clients to step into like hard situations and really help people through that. So I was reading a book recently about the internal, about happiness and all that kind of stuff. I'm curious to know your answer to this question, because this is something that the author was trying to get you to subscribe to throughout the book. And he said, and I want to know if you disagree or agree with this statement and why. He said that everything that happens in life is the best possible thing that could have happened. Do you agree with that or do you disagree with that or why? So even the things that we perceive to be bad, even bad things that happen, like you're talking about all the conflict that you've seen in life that you've been able to push through, is what allowed you to push through those, the fact that you saw them, tried to see them as blessings, or did you just kind of bull through, push through and, and move on? Yeah, I think, I mean, to be honest, man, in a short answer, I would say, like, I, I think I've come to a realization lately, if you're six feet above ground, you're good. Hmm. You know, like, the fact that, like, we're here and breathing and, and your heart is pumping and you're breathing, like, you got oxygen running through your body and you can see and you can hear and we're blessed. We're absolutely blessed. And so when we face conflict, it's, you almost got to go, well, this is like, this is part of life. This is what it is to live in this world and this is what it is to be a human being. I used to be more in the like the victim of why me hmm. until I learned that like, the where I stood in the why me is the thing that shaped me at the end of the day. You know, I went through a, a tough time in one of my, you know, in my marriage, it ended in divorce and it was very sudden. And, you know, my mom came to me and she said, I'm proud of you. And I said, why? And she said, because of the way you handled it. And I was like, okay. And I didn't feel that at the time I was going through, you know, all my emotions and mm -hmm. processing it, the, everything. I was walking through each, each part of my emotion. And I, she said to me, she said, Joel, your true character rises when you're facing a storm. Hmm. And she said, notice your character. I was like, damn. And that's what we're left with, man, is our character. Like, who are you when you're 
faced against like high pressure stressful situations yeah who are you in your happy times who are you when you've been given like awards who are you when you've got everything taken away from you like who are you because that's your true character there and i think that if you live your life by i would say uh, good moral principles and things of that nature mm-hmm. you're guided in the right direction and you see these things as character shapers as opposed to like oh why me and be the victim i think to answer that because I know I'm kind of like going through my processes to get to the answer. I would say that everything that has come in is perfect and it's for you. Hmm. You know, it's not to you, it's for you. For you. And we always come out alive. And if we don't, then that's like our book of life is uh, only written with a few chapters and some is written, you know, in right. a trilogy. <laughs> right, right. That was kind of what I was getting down to was just like, I don't know if I believe with a believe the statement that I said intrinsically, meaning like, I don't know if that's actually accurate, but I do know that if I look at events that happen to me in life, believing that that is true, that always come out with a better outcome than I would if I was looking at that situation and being like, this is a bad, like, this is an intrinsically bad thing that happened to me. It just breeds, like you said, that victim mentality. And if you are always the victim and nothing is ever in your control, then how do you ever like see growth in your life? How do you ever move past and learn things? If nothing's ever in control and everything's just happening to you and you don't have any control over that, then what's the next step? Like, do you just hope that good things right. start happening to you? Like, cause that just doesn't sound like a life that I want to live. <laughs> you know what I mean? And just yeah. leaving everything up to chance and up to luck and just hoping that it goes well. That's why I asked that question. Cause that's something that I've really been trying to look at recently. And I, I, I like I said, I don't know if I intrinsically agree with the statement, meaning like everything that happens to me is the best thing that could happen because i'm like well that's not true <laughs> that, that, that situation could have turned out better but i think I we it that way. you said we have right well you said we have control right so right exactly so i think at the end of the day it's like it's really on us i believe in god i believe god gives us free will in life mm-hmm. and with that comes the fact that we get to make our own decisions and i think that what gives us a really limited life a poor life is poor decisions it's very simple. It's very straightforward. If you were in a relationship with someone that you knew was just so toxic, it was terrible, but you didn't value yourself enough to leave that relationship, you, the, your quality of life is going to be like, what do you think? It's not going to be amazing, is it? It's going to be like you're going to feel pretty crappy most days. And then you could sit there at the point where you're broken so far down. You're like, why me? Why me? Why me? It's like someone could come along with all the confidence in the world that's lived in this other light space and come to you and go, what the hell are you doing? Wake up. Mm-hmm. make a decision right now to leave this and they could and they wake up and they leave it and then they're like oh man i can't believe i was in that you know you hear it all the time i can't believe i put up with it for that long i can't believe it. it's because they didn't make the decision and i think sometimes what kills us even more is sitting in the like not making a decision yet yeah and yeah. so many people aren't making decisions uh empowering decisions yeah so true, man. I, we could talk about this for a long time. I, it's funny. I, I caught myself earlier today. I was interviewing someone. I caught myself earlier today. And I, I realized I've been saying that like at the end of every interview. <laughs> like I could talk about this forever because I actually could. I really could. So if you're listening to this and you heard this on like the last six episodes, like, I really could talk to each of these people about this kind of stuff because it's always very, very interesting to me. But we are running out of time, Joel. So let's go ahead and move on to something I like to call the random round, which is a few really quick random questions with some quick random answers you ready awesome let's do it this is the random round what profession other than your own do you think it would be fun to attempt professional basketball player really me too me too that would be fun yeah Yeah. 
That's interesting. In Australia, there's not a lot of basketball, no? No. I grew up playing basketball, man. I remember I was inspired by uh, Michael Jordan and Space Jam. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. If you could sit on a park bench with someone, past or present, and talk to them for an hour, who would it be and why? Oh, what a great question. Jesus. How do you like to learn best, books, blogs, or podcasts? Oh, man. That's a good one. Books. Give me one of your favorites that you've read recently. Ultimate Leadership by John C. Maxwell. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine. Morning routine, I have my probiotics and my vitamins and minerals. I check my emails. I write for an hour, write my book, which I'm working on right now. I would usually jump on a call with my business partner to talk about the day and talk about progression in the business. I would get out of the house, go to the gym and read a book and listen to some spiritual like some sermons and things of that nature to keep me grounded in the day so I'm not like just falling into the the chaos of whatever may show up in that day too and just remember that to look at the big picture I had also visit my vision and I would also have back-to-back clients a few back-to-back clients for the day and send some emails out and meet up with my girl and then go for dinner and away we go what is your go-to pump-up song go-to pump-up song it's a DMX song X go and give it to you that's my pump up song right there perfect perfect what are you not very good at oh i'm terrible at singing absolutely (laughs) terrible at singing man it's one of those things where i wish i had a good voice because like you know sometimes i find myself just acting a fool in the car and like like jamming along and so i can tell my next time next time i'm in australia we go to hillsong together i shouldn't sit next to you during the worship service (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> should not man should not <laughs> all right everything you up here bro i can rap i can't sing <laughs> <laughs> there you go uh, what is one place online where we'll be able to find you the most i'm hanging out on instagram quite a lot okay nowadays okay. is that at joel brown or is that at addicted to success that's at i am joel brown at I am Joel Brown. Go check out his Instagram profile. Head over to addictedtosuccess.com and check out all his YouTube videos and all the awesome content that he puts out there. He's got hours and hours of it and he's got a lot of great stuff that he puts out on just consistently and high quality content. So go check out his stuff, addictedtosuccess.com and also I am Joel Brown on Instagram. Joel, thanks so much for coming to the show, man. I know we've been trying to make this happen for a while now, so I'm really happy that we're able to actually sit down and chat for a bit. Thanks a million, Travis. I, I just got to say real quick, you nearly said addicted to sex.com. <laughs> I, I, I caught that like right when I, that's why I was like, you know, said, the, success. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's success. tough. Hey, you know what? It's funny. Like I, so many people say that they say addicted to sex. I actually went and registered it because I was like, I need to register this. This is hilarious. That's and so like our team, even my team, er, like every few days when we talk, none of us can really say it fast over and over again. So we <laughs> yeah. just call it A2S. That's I'll so much better. That. Yeah. I found myself yeah. saying, yeah, I, you just start skipping the syllables like halfway through this phrase there. <laughs> um, right, right. All right. All right. Well, cool, Joel. Thanks so much Thanks for coming Adam. on, man. I'll, I'll, I'll let you get going on to the next thing you got, you got on your schedule. Appreciate it, brother. Thanks a million. That's all for this episode of Build Your Network. Your next step is to visit byn.media slash FB to join in on our Facebook group for more personal engagement, proven strategies and tactics to reach your ultimate goals. That's byn.media forward slash FB. Remember, you're only one connection away.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.